record. Okay, I've hit record. So everything you're about to say will be recorded. Oh, uh, original sound. Hang on. There we go. Okay. It's, it's, uh, Fred, did you hear any dropping out of, of uh, Howard there just now? No, I did not. Did you, Dan? Yes, I did. Uh, oh, only I'd like, to no, re- yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to reconnect. What, what, you want all of us to reconnect? No, I'm just going to leave and come back, okay? No, the, the only reason I dropped out for a second was I just switched off. I just switched original sound as I was speaking. Oh, okay. All I right. mean, you can, yeah, go ahead and reconnect. I'll just sit here and hang with Fred for a second. It's fine. Howard, that, um, you know, we're going to do emails towards the end of the show today. Did you include the one that the guy was talking about, Mike discussion? I don't remember. Why don't you find it? We, we, we can. And and by the way, it's not toward the end of the show. It's at. It's literally the as soon as Dan leaves, we're going to get to it. Oh right. Okay. Uh, f- I'm not sure if I did include that one. Okay. And the thing is, we, like, what we decided to do was we're going to do our emails today. We're just not going to do like. 45 minutes of them. We're going to do a, you know, sort of a version of what we had been doing right. all summer. Do you want me to read this one now? Sure. We're talking about. Hang on a second. Let me just pursue. Let me do a little thing here. Okay, ready. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. And who is this from? What's the subject line? Mike Talk from Ian Cass. Well, does he say hi, guys? Hmm? You have no, to say doesn't. hi. He doesn't? Okay. No. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I listen to all of your recorded podcasts every episode. I have never listened to the live Facebook feed. Man, you guys talk a lot about mic levels. Turn up 4%. Turn down 5%. Clipping here. <laughs> clipping there. Original sound. Yada, yada, yada. Howard. Howard, the podcast sounds perfect. Stop obsessing about mic levels, man. Your mics are fine. You all sound great. Zoom feeds will clip now and again. Don't worry about it so much. Great podcast. Keep it up or down 4%, whatever. That's great. (laughs) Resting heart rate, 60 uh, still like a German uh, train schedule with his bowel movement schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's Ian Cass. Hundy P since Voldemort. I'll tell you, Derringer being a prick really helped us, didn't it? It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened in this program. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that? Other isn't people's it, misfortune. Isn't it ironic? Yeah, Schadenfraud. <clears throat> Schadenfraud. Yeah, Daniel. <clears throat> yeah, we've heard that so many times. Well, first, thanks, Ian. I said that the other day when you guys were, because to be fair, it was also on the the day when it really got out of hand. You guys were the ones who really couldn't hear me as well. And I said, I'm sure it'll sound fine on the podcast because the way we record it, I I go back and listen to it. It it always sounds fine. And let me say this in your defense and partly in our defense um, as a podcast since day one people have always commented on the quality of this podcast compared to most others you know other people talk into their uh computers other podcasts or their mics aren't set right or their levels aren't right so there's a certain pride in this presentation that um you know if it falters a bit it becomes obsessive you know it it can be aggravating to the point where it upsets you Mm -hmm. yeah okay 
Um, you know what I'm saying? No, I do, I do. And, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, I just say, <laughs> one of the things we decided as a team in 2011 was that we were going to do two things. We were going to do the show every day, like a regular show. Long before we understood that most podcasts were only going to record once a week or once in a while. But that was our idea. And the second thing we wanted to do was make sure that it sounded broadcast quality. Yes. Now, over time, we've gone from having an, an entire radio board, like a re- for you people who weren't in radio, it's like a recording thing. You've seen them in movies. We had an entire board here, and now we have a small little mixing board, Dan. And, and, but overall, when you do listen back, it does definitely stand out in terms of the audio versus a lot of podcasts I listen to. That, that old board is for sale, by the way. It's just behind you there. No, I know. Oh, Dan. So Dan's done now. Dan, see? Again, Ian, I'm sorry, but Dan's now warbling, schmorbling. You know, speaking of a podcast, I know we're going to start ours in a second. Just before we start, there's a, I listen to a lot of, you know, different podcasts, a lot of golf podcasts, yes. And, and the one I listened to recently is by somebody I've had on my golf podcast who's a a PhD, really smart guy, works with a lot of really high-level people. And I've been listening to the first three or four episodes of his podcast. And I just sent him a note and said, hey, the content is great, but you've got to find somebody to balance the microphones because they're just... One guy's really low, one guy's super loud, and I'm just surprised that people will still release that stuff and, and not care about it. And, Howard, that's not the exception. That tends to be the rule. Very rarely... Unless a podcast comes out of, you know, a, you know, a legitimate production house, um, yeah, people struggle with that. And, even and smartless sometimes. Even smart. Even smartless. We've talked about that. Oh, yeah, even smartless yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Their mics aren't balanced. No. Which is weird because you think that Will of uh, Will Arnett, he's recording stuff at his home all the time and those other they're getting 20 million a year you think they would set up little studios in their houses yeah i get it yeah (laughs) meanwhile dan's like that board's for sale (laughs) Uh, board for sale board for sale (laughs) all right dan Duran, show us some professionalism This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studios in Toronto with a board for sale, from our well-equipped Brampton facility with a pool, and from a hobo trailer in the Kawarthas across from a canoe hanging from a tree. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab Toronto. And now, here are two men who can't wait to get the new iPhone 15 now that it has the USB-C power cable. Who am I kidding? They don't know the difference between a USB-C cable and an RCA cable. It's Humble and Fred. See, if this was old Humble and Fred, before the contest, one of us might say, Dan, something something about your cable. But no. (laughs) Don't tell me you didn't think of that, Mr. Patterson. Well, there again, you're dancing on the... Yeah, but I didn't say it. Well, you're near the line there. If I was a super prick, I could actually, you know. What do you mean, if? I, uh, I, I could go to the dispute department. <laughs> what, do you mean, if? what do you mean, if? If I was a super prick, uh, I could go I, to I the just, dispute department. <laughs> Listen, I just said something, something cable, pointing out that that would have been 
a slam dunk before the contest. <laughs> in the old days. Yeah. In the olden in the olden in the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Do you even know what USB stands for? You know what USB Universal stands for? Service Broadcast something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Universal something. You, Universal I'm Sam's right. bum. <laughs> <laughs> Universal saggy ball sack. <laughs> Wait, can we can we guess more? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for Universal Serial Bus. And then there we go. Because there's been three types. Great. Yeah. Only guys like you need to know that. To me, it's USB. Okay. I don't. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, there's that's three different a, but, kinds. No, I understand. That's and I. That's great. You educate us that way. Though. Thank you, Dan. You know, yeah, it's yeah, invaluable. Yeah. I didn't understand the cereal part. Like, how do you get cereal into those? <laughs> you get cereal into those little things. I don't get that. Yeah. Is that is that where the cereal was supposed to go? Where does the milk go? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Very good. It was a good move on Apple's part. Well, because they had to really. But yeah, it's a good move. Good move. You know, I can't tell you how many times oh, I've been frustrated with those cables and changing cables. Well, they, do, they do that with the Mac. You know, I that is one complaint I have. I mean, everything else about the Mac is great. But over the times that we've had to replace the company Mac, which is what I have, which runs the show, mm-hmm. the charging cables have gone from somewhat universal to so specific that you can't like I couldn't charge your Mac with my cable. It seems weird that they just do that, but you've explained that to me, Dan. They do that to to make more money. They make billions on it. But uh, the uh, the European Union came down with new rules. It's got to be... It, this is the, the UBC, USB-C. Oh, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan's having connectivity trouble in his trailer. The very morning, you know, we make yeah. an issue of reading the email. Yeah, I know. The problems are over yeah. and sounds like he's underwater. <laughs> Dan, all of what you just said, Dan, was lost. Thank you. Well, no, it's like... All right, I don't know what to do. Well, you, know, you know, I don't... Should I reconnect to... Uh, well, I'll just turn my video off. How about that? Well, no, then we can't see your giant... You know, anchor head. Your giant what, Howard? What were you going to say? I said your giant (laughs) anchor head. Oh, okay. Okay, dispute department. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you, man. I really think you're going to. I really think you're going to lose this bet. I do. You know what? If I do, it'll be worth it. <laughs> what? There's the, the day that as soon as you lose it, there'll be a flurry. Of <laughs> That's what I was going to say. As soon as it's over, I'm just going to go dick, 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 dick. Uh, Dan, you can turn your video yeah. back on. Well, you know, we'll we'll just live with it because it's so intermittent. There All you right. go. All I was saying is that the European Union yes created a new standard. And actually, your laptop, the newest cable you have, I believe, is a USB-C. So you probably won't have to change cables from here on in for a while. Because the, because the, the EU did that ruling, um, everybody had to come into compliance. And so it's Apple, instead of saying, well, we'll do one for the EU and then uh, for the rest of the world, we'll do this way. They said, okay, we'll just do everything like the worldwide. We'll use the same cable so now it's you know all these old cables we can get rid of as we migrate to the newer iphones okay 
I like yeah. the old days when you could charge and have an earphone at the same time. Yeah. Well, you can actually get a, 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 a Y connector for that. Did you know that? Oh, well, see, there mm. you go. Then you got to buy it. Millions, millions, yeah, millions. Yeah, little parts. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, because yeah. I'm not an iPhone user. I'm not part of your funny little cult. I use yeah. Android. What are you talking about? What do you mean you can't charge it and plug something well, it used, in? You used to be you would have a charging port yes. and then an earphone port. Oh, I see. But now they now it's all in one. So where your charging cable goes in, that's your earphone as well. So you can't do them both at once. Now, I have a wireless one where you just lay it on the pad and it charges. The newer iPhones are compatible for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Why are you smiling? <laughs> I just, you know, because there's so many. There's a lot of talk gonna, about cable, charging cables and ports. It's, it's almost too much for yeah. me. You're going to love this, though. You're going to love this. For Fred to plug his earphone into the phone, yes. he has to buy a dongle. <laughs> stop stop it dad see this would be a good place for me to jump in with a you know one of those jokes well that's what i'm saying there's, there's a lot of charging ports and dongles and cables and hey and that one's just dangling here for you dan dan's got dan's like if fishing with he's fishing with sharks right he's got little he's got all this bait on a hook and he's throwing it out there and he's that's why i'm smiling i'm like i don't know maybe it's worth 50 bucks to go really <laughs> is, it, is this is this it is this it? Is this the time? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just circling dongle and charging cables. But even further to that, someone listening may, well, you can charge and then use your wireless earbuds. But again, that's, you know, decent earbuds are over $200. Yeah. Three. You know, and that, huh? 300 bucks. Yeah. And when I, when I go for a walk, I don't want my earbuds because I'm so clumsy. I know I'll, you know, I'll be walking along, knock it out, and it'll go down a sewer. So I like to have the, the hardwired ones. You what? Know? What? <laughs> How fucking clumsy are you, Mr. Bean? It's true. Howard. Jesus. I would find a way. Um, I'd be sw- I'd swat a mosquito, or I'd turn my head quick, and it would go flying out, and it would be near a near a sewer, gra- or a, sewer or a crevice. Wait, oh, okay, crevice. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just for laughs, uh, pranks show or whatever <laughs> that is called. Oh man, I have. Uh, you know what I've done? Because I had Apple earbuds for a long time because I really liked them, and then and you're right, they're very expensive. And then I ordered their uh, they're a version of it. It's got a little hook that goes around your ear. Oh, that's good. Yes. For that very reason, because I like to wear them when I'm hitting golf balls and the Apple ones won't stay in your ear. Here's another tip. Um, You can buy cheap wireless ones that are compatible with Apple. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not good for music, but if you are just listening, say, to talk radio or podcasts, they're adequate if you're out and about and you're not afraid of, you know, losing them isn't a, a big expenditure. Dan, do you have any big tips for us? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> see that's not uh, that's not that's just a question read into it what you will yeah right yeah i All agree right, with fred uh, if you're if okay anyway you agree with fred uh, what no you can get uh, less expensive like 40 50 dollar headphones that sound pretty good jbl makes one the microphone on them is shit though so yeah you know well there's compromises eh? yeah. yeah i have uh some uh, they're by a company called Tray Labs or Tray Labs or something, but uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. But I, same with me, like, I don't, how long this show goes on, how many more years is tied to the next iPhone I get? 
because I told you the day that we no longer do this show, uh, my phone becomes talk and text, and that's it. So I don't want to buy like a whippy dippy phone when I just talk and text. Why don't you see if there's a a flip phone on eBay or something you can just may, buy? That may be. There's the old guy with the flip phone. I want to be him. Yeah. He, there's that old guy with the flip phone. Uh, We're still out there. I still see it. All right, we've got to listen. Can we move on now? Because we're going to get to our emails in about 15 minutes. There's a few other things I wanted to run by you. There's a long article. Uh, I don't know which one of you was talking about the Costco chicken or, or you were talking. No, you were talking about Costco sushi. But there's a yeah. huge, there's an article I came across that is, it's, I should send it to both of you because you're big Costco guys. But the, uh, what is the price? Because I want to make sure I got the right number. Because the price they have quoted here for the Costco chicken is four ninety nine. That would be U.S. So here in Canada, seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. This article goes on to explain the cult following of the chicken, why they do it, what what the point of the Costco chicken is, where they have it in Costco, the lost leader aspect of it. It's pretty fascinating, actually. I was reading it this morning, and. And as you go through the article, the, you know, it explains all those things, why they have it, why they keep the price so low, how it tastes. Let me give you a couple of highlights. Why do you think it tastes so good? What do you think the number one ingredient in the Costco chicken is? Salt. Yeah, brother. Oh, without a doubt. You know what? It really is a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, an evil pleasure. What do you call those things? A, uh... a guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure, it is, yes. So, mm-hmm. what they do, Daniel, because you, you like the Costco chicken. Yep. What they do, again, I'm going to send you the article, but, but, but it's very cool about placement in the store uh, is so that you go through the entire store to get to the chicken. Right. You know, there's all kinds of things you have to, you know, go by, et cetera, et cetera. They know that they know that by placing the chickens where they do that psychologically you'll buy a lot more stuff on the way because you see things. They inject the uh, before the thing that's going to really turn you off this, by the way, is the size of operations. The, the chicken factories they've Costco has bought and to create this amount of chickens they sell every year. But here's the amount of salt they put into the chicken. Each bird is pumped with 460 milligrams of salty liquid, which is a third of your recommended daily intake of sodium. If you're going to eat the whole chicken, though, right? Well, eventually you eat the whole chicken. You don't eat it all at once. Yeah. Well, what, Delise can't have it? (laughs) No. So what, you, you have a bite of chicken, Dan, you throw the rest of it out? No, to get the full 400 milligrams, you'd have to eat the, the whole chicken, right? And if you do it over two days, you divide by two. Yeah, still a lot of salt. Right. No, I know it is, Howard. That, that, there's no doubt. That's why it was easy for me to guess. I, I know. Like, compared to all the other chickens out there, they taste way better, and they're plumper and juicier. There's no doubt about it. But that obviously comes with a health price, like anything else that's good. Well, exactly. And, and it's no, by the way, it's no different than the rotisserie chickens you get at, you know, Swiss Chalet and other sort of, you know, grocery stores. I mean, the, the chicken next door at Best Portuguese Chicken isn't, doesn't taste the same as the Costco chicken. Oh, no, 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 no. But if I get one at Sobeys, it's not as plump. It's not as fat. It's not as big. And that's probably a good thing. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Maybe it, it, because they don't go through the same uh, preparation process that Costco does to to fucking reel you in. So in order to maintain an ample stock of chickens, Costco decided to monopolize the chicken production process. And that's where it starts to get a little bit creepy because... Wait, yeah, what's that mean? Well, they 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 need hundreds of a hundred million chickens or whatever a year. Yeah, so they sure. bought a bunch of farms that oh. and, and and they and what what's happening environmentally in these communities where these giant chicken factories are? It's contaminating water. It's making people oh. sick. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Dan Duran. David Suzuki award-winning, you know, anchorman. Yeah. The smell in these communities. Oh, yeah, brother. Hmm. I know the smell smell can be bad. Pollution, Dan. Manure. Chicken. Manure. Manure. Toxic. Well, highly dense, dense farm, uh, farming techniques. I, I agree. I agree with you. Toxic not, runoff. To Is that worth it, Dan? <laughs> yeah. Same thing with uh, pork farming. You know, sure. Farms are like that, too. But it, it, again, it's just another. You could tell somebody that, yes, I care about the environment so much. OK, you got to stop buying uh, Costco chickens. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. It's like people, you know, they want to save the trees, but then complain uh, about the shortage of paper. I mean, that's just the world we live in. You know, it it it, it, it just is. Like, you talk about that today, and I feel horrible that I would eat a Costco chicken, but a week from now, I'll forget about that. <laughs> no, exactly. Because I'm hungry, you know? No, of course. I'm just pointing it out because... Uh you guys love the Costco so much. Hey, Howie, when you're when I'm in Costco too, and I'm hungry, and I see one of those chickens, I immediately think, "What can I have with it? Yeah. Should I go get some non bread with it, or should I get one of those salads?" Like, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I don't. There's some numbers here. I'm going to send you the article, but there's some numbers here about cost and and uh, and they lose money on them. I mean, you've, you, we've all yeah. talked about that before. They lose money on the chickens. Yeah. They lose but gain. Uh, another, I don't know if you added that email today about the guy made the point that uh, the Costco chickens are now back in the plastic bubble. Not yeah. mine. Delise bought one yesterday, and it was in a bag. Or the yeah, day ours, before. Are, ours are still bags. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, actually, I, I, I and listen, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I'm just pointing out that I don't go to Costco because I, I can't be bothered. But I bought a bubble chicken. Spencer and I went to sketchy sobies and i've got that bubble chicken i don't i'm sure it's full of salt and it's delicious i don't know if it's costco delicious but it's pretty good well i buy the uh, the odd time in a pinch i'll buy one if we want to have a salad with some chicken i'll buy one at sobies but they're like 12.99 and i don't i don't find them as tasty as the costco chicken Mm -hmm. but uh personally but it could be my costco but it's 12.99 like wow it's not cheap but what, however, but what, what the should meat, the price go like, to the meat counter and get a chicken to cook? Exactly, it's almost that. Yeah, I know. No, but what like so? But Costco in Canada is seven ninety nine, and so twelve ninety nine seems expensive versus that number. What, what, but but isn't twelve ninety nine kind of more what a chicken should be? Oh no! I yeah I uh, yes, and the only problem I. I make a note of the Sobeys being twelve ninety nine is because I can purchase at seven ninety nine. If Costco didn't sell them at that price, you know what I mean? It would be like, yeah, like if I went to the meat counter and bought a whole chicken to roast at home, it would probably be over ten dollars. Yeah. 
If uh, not more. Dan, hang around a second. There's another story I want to run by you. Uh, but first, we got to talk about some of these fine people that support us. Because they are uh, supporting us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again. Uh, the NFL season. And uh, tonight is Thursday Night Football. So just think about that. Thursdays and Sundays and Mondays. This coming Monday, there's two games being televised to something else. Anyway, tonight, it's uh, the Eagles at the Vikings. Eagles minus six. Uh, but if you bet the Vikes, it's plus 220. The over-under on that uh, game is uh, 45 points. Okay. Bodog, uh, you know, whether you're a uh, sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully-loaded casino and racebook. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Well, it's time to rent electric. Rentelectric.ca. And uh, thanks to everyone that's been writing in. We got quite a response to our little contest that's going to run for the next three and a half weeks. All you got to do is send us an email, humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. In the subject line, just put rent electric. And what we're going to do is give you a chance to rent a car, an electric vehicle, take it for a weekend test drive on us. You can uh, call the number. 1-800-387-9391. And there's a, a variety of uh, vehicles there. The Chevs, the Nissans, the Teslas, hatchbacks, sedans, SUVs. You know, if you want to rent one, you could do it for it. You could do it hourly. You could do it daily. You can take it for the weekend. Um, if you want to use a... If, listen, if you don't win the contest and you still want to try it, uh, use the voucher Humble EV to get $40 off your first EV rental. And so what we're going to do is give you a free weekend EV rental. You'll have it for the weekend. And then what, what I think would be great is if we could talk to you on the show after about your experience. Because I can tell you now, from having gone through the summer with an electric vehicle, the amount of driving I do and the amount of money you'll save. And yes, there's questions like, what does it cost you in your hydro? And how much does it cost to charge? But it's nothing like putting gas in an old-fashioned car. 1-800-387-9391. Rent electric in the subject line. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Uh, Dan, I sent Fred a picture. I'll send it to you now. Of uh, something that happened to me. Almost happened to me last night. Came very close. Came very close again. Here, I'll send this to you, Dan, and uh, and then you can maybe help describe what you're seeing. There, I sent it. As most of the audience knows, the How Man has never had a hole in one. Now, uh, I've been playing golf since 1971. So, what is that now? 52 years. I mean, the season's not over, and I'm going to continue to golf in Mexico when I go there in the fall, but. Just year after year, round after round. And last night, you see the picture, Dan? Yeah. So, Looks like a golf ball about a foot and a half from the, the pin. Well, the thing in the front of the picture is not a turd. <laughs> it says Fred. I it. <laughs> oh. I sent the picture to Fred. He goes, is that a turd on the green? 
I thought that's why he sent me the picture. Oh, somebody crapped on the green. <laughs> but no, that was the that's the that's divot or the ball mark, the, the ball mark or whatever. So I hit this shot yesterday, and uh, you know, as soon as I hit, everyone goes, "Oh, good shot, good swing, whatever." And the ball never left; like it went straight at the flag. It didn't even curve a little bit. And for a second there, just when it landed, you know, you kind of hold your breath. You're kind of like, "Oh, is this the time?" Because it landed straight, as you can see, Dan like three or four feet short of the hole and then bounced past the hole. As you say, only a foot or so, a foot and a half. Wow. So for the same amount of effort that could have gone in the hole. The thing is, after it happened, I was kind of thinking, like, what, what am I going to do if eventually it happens? Like, what will my reaction be? I don't know. Like, will, you, I, did, will did I go you, crazy? Uh, did you think that, that it was the, was it the flag? Uh, the shaft of the flag that, that it bounced off of? Do you think if it hadn't been there, it would have gone? <laughs> Just, sorry, did you want to comment, Fred, on the shaft of the flag? Well, he's, he, Dan is baiting Dan is morning. Morning. <laughs> fucking Dan. Dan's got his creativity crown on this morning. I don't know. Dan he's is seriously. This is like chum in the water. Dan's like, <laughs> did you think the massive shaft of the flag? <laughs> uh, you know, great question. I don't think it hit the uh, pin. I don't think it hit it, but it sure looked like, because when it hit the green, everyone thought it was going in. Was it hard to accept that it didn't go in? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I did want the ball to go in the hole. But it Tate did it. Why would you want the ball to go in the hole? I don't. That seems odd. Well, in this case, I wanted the ball to go in the hole. Anyway, Dan and Fred, there you go. So, I, that, and I've come close a couple more other times this year. A couple weeks ago, I uh, was playing in a tournament and I hit it. And again, same thing. It never left the flag, but it was short of the flag. It was about a foot. It never so theoretically it, had, it it never really had a chance to go in because it didn't go past it anyway. But I don't know. Like I, I, I just I have no idea why golf is tormenting me this way. But Jesus, <laughs> like that really is nothing to obsess over. You know your you know your game off the rails or a missed opportunity that you know would that that's just so random and so. You know what I mean? Like I, I do. You don't, you're kidding. You I don't know. obsess over I that because that. you know the likelihood is just so minute. I just threw that out there. I thought you just because I knew if I used the word torment, you'd be like, "Oh, Howie, yeah. don't be tormented. Be like me." Oh my God. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, be like me. That's right. Be, yeah. be like me. Serene. Don't be tormented. Do like be like Fred, Swami you know, Fred. <clears throat> Because your golf game is so beautiful, like you know what I mean, like to to waltz around a golf course like you do, hitting the ball the way you do, putting it where you want to, pretty much whenever you want to, other than right in the hole mm. on a tee shot um, with a fat shaft in the way, Dan. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> your um, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, you know that's so yeah, no, no, I so it I, may I, never I, happen. I, you know what I mean? Never. And it, and the most unlikely shitty golfers that have hole-in-ones. That, like, really. I know. I know, Swami. Um, I do want to say this, and uh, go ahead and mock Swami. me. Swami friend. I'm Karnak. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a great reference. Um, I said to Fred Dan before the show started, I said, you know, I am really, I have become a big suck when it comes to the weather. I know, yes, I, I know we don't 
I know we're not allowed to talk about the weather, but yesterday afternoon it was about 18 degrees and windy at some point and gray clouds rolled in and I was wearing long pants as opposed to short pants. And I'm not lying. Three layers. I had a, I had this shirt on. I, I know. I had a, a small light jacket, a small sweater over it, and a jacket over that, and I was still cold. I was. Well, sorry. Sorry. I played yesterday with three fellows at... Uh, Let me guess. Uh, Danny the, Patterson, Jamie Watson, yes. Earl Veal. No. Darren Waslick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We threw it together quickly. Mm. We... That's what you, you always know, say. You always say we threw it together quickly. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was explaining why we were at Banty's Roost, mm. and uh, I wore long pants, and I had a golf shirt and just like a little thin, smocky windbreaker thing. I was fine. What time did you play? Eleven uh, thirty. Yeah. I, yeah, it was definitely a lot from 1130 to three or four was probably the best part of the day. I didn't tee off till 230 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And by 435, it was definitely the temperate. Like, and the funny thing is, and we've made this point before, 18 degrees in April or May, I would have been wearing yeah. shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, Jamie played that whole round yesterday when he showed up in shorts and no jacket or anything. I... We made the point. Aren't you going to be cold? But he played the whole round. But he's a man. He's a young man. He's still young. Mm-hmm. One of the guys I played with was wearing shorts last night. Just shorts and a shirt. Like no no jacket, no sweater. Mm-hmm. I just kept putting on layers. But I don't know. Dan, you're wearing two layers this morning. because you know, and, and you're not outside because it's a bit cool where you are. Yeah, it's 11 degrees. I thought, no. But I slept outside last night. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because I can, I just, I just, lo- I've been ever since Colton was visiting. I started sleeping out there, and I just love it. Just you know, the no, I get s- it. Sound of the lake, uh, you know, the wind blowing, and it's all good. Just great. No, I, the same thing. When I sleep out in my uh, Florida room, it's like, it's like, a, it's a different sleep. It really is. Yeah, it's, for people who don't it's know, nice. Dan's got an outdoor, like a tent. Well, yeah, or, it's like a gazebo with a yes. hard roof and uh, and you know screens and and uh, <laughs> you know privacy uh, you know drapes or whatever. Is it a is it a large hard roof, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine it's has a hard two fu- hard roof. Yeah, I'll tell you what. mine has mine has two futons and a and a big screen TV. <laughs> really roughing it. Oh yeah, exactly. I've, I think I've slept out there. It's beautiful there. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, we got to. Uh, so Dan's going to come back in a little while uh, with our uh, news today. Are you going to be able to do that, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I sent you a story, Dan. I saw that, and um, I'm considering that one. Well, mm. yeah. You don't have to, but again, I just thought it was a story that would allow us to dance around the um, the context. That's all. yeah. Dan Duran's frozen. Yeah. Oh, he's well, I have now. another one of those, too, in the queue. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? We've got time. I have another one of those in the queue as well. So. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a good cock story. Like, seriously. That's right. For you young broadcasters out there, just think about that. If you have a good cock story, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Thanks. Dan Duran's news in the next half hour. Also, a Toronto Mike's going to check in with us. Uh, we'll do our emails in a second. First, let's check in with these fine peoples. 
the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Yes, it can work for your small business. You know, from uh, one to 100 employees, say, it's something that... um, is now affordable through the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. A bunch of small companies get together, have the profile of a large company. It makes purchasing insurances uh, possible. Take the time today. Go to chamberplan.ca. Get all the information you need. There's actually a badge that says get a free quote. You'll see exactly what it costs you. You will be pleasantly surprised. It will be a wonderful moment when you tell your staff that you are now uh, a company with benefits. And again, there's different levels of benefits you can buy into, too. So, um, you know, it's up to you. Again, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance. All right, chamberplan.ca. Hang on, I've just got to find this. What did I do? Oh, here we go. More on one. Let's talk about them. The company believes their operation will need to amp up in the years to come because they're going to get boron out of the ground. The steep growth and rapid growth sorry, let me start that. (laughs) The rapid and steep growth in demand for borats will establish boron one as an important source for this market that includes so many things that boron is in. Yeah. Boron is, uh, it's difficult to comprehend the variety of uses uh, of boron in construction, manufacturing, medicine, science, microelectronics, pharmaceuticals, telecommunications, space travel, communications, satellites, specialty metals, battery technology, and more. We could not survive without the element boron. And so that's why this might be a, uh, an interesting time for you to check out the company, Boron One. Boron1.com. Again, we make no claims uh, for legal purposes. You know, do what you need to do. Do your due diligence. Have your Sherpa or have our Sherpa look into Boron One as a possible addition to your portfolio. Howard, how about a little shout out to somebody that uh, listens to this show? Uh, I think religiously. And it's a nice little note. I was, uh, you know, this broadcast dialogue that we get every uh, Thursday. Um, They have a radio section, and uh, it says here, Phil Evans has been up to operations manager in addition to retaining his marketing and promotions manager duties at Durham Radio's Wave 98.3 Vancouver. Nice. So a bigger job for our boy Phil, and uh, good for him. And again, I just say that because I know he listens all the time. He is a good man. Congratulations, Philly. Captain Phil. And... and just, I was just texting one of our clients here. So explain to me, because he, he's, he's in charge of promotions and, and marketing out there. Well, now he's the operations manager. That's a grown-up job. That's a real grown-up job. Yeah, man. Yep. He checks in from time to time. I talk to him on the phone, and I haven't for a while, but uh, yeah. One of the good ones from the old days, Howie. One of the good ones. I used to smoke, uh, sometimes when I didn't have my cigarettes, I would smoke mm-hmm. Captain Phil's de Maurier's. That's what I, it's funny. Funny what you remember. Like, I, I remember he was one of the only guys that, that smoked that brand. And, uh, yeah, once in a while I'd bum one of his cigarettes. Now, would they still even have de Maurier cigarettes? 
It's hard to tell because when somebody holds a pack of cigarettes now, you don't see any name. You just see like, um, you know, um, rotten lungs <laughs> right. and, uh, Gum and disease hanging out, the side, out <laughs> somebody's right. ear. And stuff. The one I like the best now is they've got this woman and it's a picture of her with her mouth open, but her teeth are all cancery. But, yeah. but for some reason, she's cross-eyed as well. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks cross-eyed to me. I'm like, okay, it's like, we get that you can get oral cancer, but mm-hmm. cigarettes make you cross-eyed too? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, yes, Captain Phil, very nice man. Very funny. Uh, oftentimes when I was just doing stand-up. Let me start that again. After I'd met Phil, I was out in Vancouver a few times doing stand-up and doing some stuff. And uh, would have a visit with him. Always uh, looked him up. Always a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you want to do the uh, emails now? Yes. Okay. Sure. Let's uh, let everyone know the email show, uh, which is was our summer one of our summer replacement shows because we didn't want to shortchange you. Uh, is now we're going to go back to doing it on Thursdays, but it will just be you know four or five each. And uh, but everyone who enters, just just know this. If we don't read your email, we might get to it next week. But everyone who enters, uh, we will put you in the contest for the Palma Pasta gift card. A $100 gift card to spend at Palma's Kitchen. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Okay, this is uh, from Jennifer Kelly. Uh, subject line, uh, what is it? Basically, and she says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Ball taint. Again, this is part of the contest. But she writes ball taint. (laughs) She says, says, I'm a longtime shock jock listener. Howard Stern, you guys. Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dean Blundell, etc. Never, ever heard the expression ball taint. Please elaborate. Please explain. Thanks so much, Jen Kelly. Well, she's a little mixed up here <laughs> because the term is ball taint. She's mixing it up because we said we said that uh, Dan, we wouldn't talk about his thing. We would, but you know, we could talk about his asshole, his balls, or his taint. Yes, I believe you. It's I believe ball I believe it was you, Grandpa, who put down that rule. Anyway, Jen, I sent her a note back saying the term is not ball taint; it's simply taint. It's the area between one's genital, genitals and anus. In medical terms, it's called the perineum. Peren- perineum. Perineum, right? Yeah. Perineum. <laughs> yeah. See, there's where that's where I'm at, right? Like, I don't know any of the official terms. I'm not the word guy that you are. To me, it's just the taint. Anyway. It comes from the old British saying, as I, as I remember it, people used to say, taint your balls, it taint, uh, it taint your ass. It's just your taint. And I, I said, I hope this clears up any of the confusion. And uh, she responded by saying, oh, thank you very much. That's funny. Now I know. <laughs> See, why I'm laughing, I have two things that make me laugh about this. And I was telling you this before the show, like... <laughs> I'll tell you the second one. It's in light of the fact that one of our colleagues, Captain Phil, just became operations manager. <laughs> the fact that this is what we're doing. This is mm-hmm. where he's operations manager. We're explaining. We're making ball and taint jokes. And we're 130 yes. years old. Yes. The other thing that was making me laugh about this is that I knew we were going to discuss it. And I'm like, you know, what are other grown men doing today? 
This is why we'll never stop doing this because you know, yes, <laughs> because it it's fun. You know what other grown men are doing today? Wishing they could do this. All right. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The captains of industry wish they could have a five minute discussion on balls, taints, perineums. <laughs> but Jennifer Kelly, your input is always welcome on our program. And uh, thank you very much. Okay, this is a uh, long one. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Subject line, great show. Breaking news. Costco bubble chicken. From Jim McDonald, he says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah. Hope you enjoy the week off. Well-deserved holiday, says Jim. Also, give me, also gives me a chance to catch up on podcasts after the summer. Of course, Humble and Fred was first on the list to be caught up on. He says, no need to read all of this, but he talked about Costco. Just what we talked about this morning about the hard plastic shell. He says, Guelph Costco has reverted back to that. So there you go. Uh, He has a couple things to say about churches. I won't get into that. Uh, But he talks about the intro and outro music. A few months ago, he says, Humble wondered if listeners associated the music with the show. And 100% says, Jim, I do. When I can, when I can caught. When I can get caught up on all the podcasts I follow, I will listen to terrestrial radio. And on occasion, I'll hear the Humble and Fred intro or outro song and get tricked into thinking there's an episode of Humble and Fred coming up to realize five seconds later that it's radio and not a podcast. How I get confused, tricked on the outro song is beyond me. But here we are. Uh, Please start up aging with energy again. We will. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a Humble and Fred podcast 100 percenter. Since early 2021, and a listeners, a listener from the CFMY days, A W E O G Hundy P. So he's listened to all those episodes. Finally, he says uh, bowel movements regular, resting heart rate 74. Uh, yeah, uh, the fall season of uh, A W E coming soon. Yeah, yeah, it is. And Jim McDonald, <laughs> Jim McDonald. Uh, Thank you very much for your your support. Yes, much appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. I was going to go into Jim McDonald had a farm, but I don't have the heart. I really don't. You know what? So what? Does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this close, but I, I just thought no, I'm too, I'm too mature for that. This from John Miles, Rugby World Cup. Okay. Hi guys. Hi guys. I wanted to send a shout-out to all the rugby fans. The Men's Rugby World Cup started this past Friday in France. The sport is insanely physical, but was an early adapter to head injury assessment, or HIA, uh, the protocol, and uh, has also had great respect between players and officials. All right. If you haven't seen the movie Invictus, which I have not, it is a a great story of how this sport united South Africa post-apartheid. Thanks again for your most excellent show. Hundy P since the CFNY days, then since the expose or the exposure or whatever of Voldemort Fartlinger. Fartinger, I'm sorry. I thought that was an L. I've got the wrong glasses on. Voldemort, <laughs> Voldemort Fartinger. Fartlinger. Um, by the way, that movie, Invictus, I believe, is Matt Damon and yes. uh, Morgan Freeman, I want to say. Uh, maybe, but I, I definitely... Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, you'd enjoy it. I, I remember um, reading about the research 
that he put into that, you know, so he could be comfortable around the game and whatever. Much like, um, what's his name, uh, Duvall. Oh, right, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall wanted with the soccer when he contacted us at CFNY. That's another story for another day. Anyway, resting heart rate, no idea. Bowel movements, yes. And that's from John Kilometers. And then he's got brackets, Miles. That's ah, good, good. That's a cheesy joke. We love the cheesy jokes. Thanks, yeah. John. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick update from uh, something that Bill Brio said. When was he on? Yesterday or the day before? Mm-hmm. Which day? Uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, he was talking about Welcome to Wrexham being on Disney Plus. It's not. Last no, the know. first season is on. Mm. But the current season is not. You and I, I was going to mention this before the show. Can you get the uh, get the Dan Man on that, please? Yes, or I was thinking I might just... I wonder how many episodes there are like this season. What was there last year? 18. Oh, waiting for them all and then watching, but uh, I'll see what we can do. Yeah, see if the Dan Man can help. Uh, okie dokie. Uh, very good. Hi, guys. Subject Hi line, guys. California. This is from Brian Martin. Of course he says hi, guys. Hi, guys. Just wanted to comment on EVs. I recently rented a Polestar 2 EV in Newport, California. And as a first-time EV driver, I can say I'm seriously considering one as my next purchase or lease. I liked it so much, I'm picking up a BMW i4 as a rental in L.A. and driving to Cal to Irvine, uh, UC Irvine, taking the daughter to college next week. Unlike last rental, where I only drove 200 miles, I will have to find charging stations along the way this time. You know, they're everywhere. Also wanted to mention seeing Stretch Lab in Irvine Spectrum Shopping Center, although I didn't go in. You mentioned them being out west, and they are also in the States. Hmm. Sorry, it's a bit long. That's from Brian Martin. And Brian, we thank you for that. And because you mentioned EVs, even though you didn't mention uh, EV rental... I'm putting you in the rent electric contest, okay? So I just did that because we can. Cool. Well, to his point, though, this was my first experience this summer having to find places to charge it. And it really isn't a big deal. It's no different than planning to stop. You know, you're getting low on gas. You, you plan to stop and you fill it up. It's not a big deal. I've, I've never taken longer than maximum 20 minutes to fill it up. And be on my cool. way. Yeah. And I'm at the point now where I get drowsy, so I like to have a little parking lot nap while I do it. <laughs> we'll see you there. Yeah. Great. It is great. Hi, guys. Hi Top to bottom. No, oh, fantastic. Uh, Jack Budgel. Uh, he says, greetings. Hi, Hi guys. guys. I have been a regular follower for a few years now and enjoy listening. One thing I find distracting, however, is when you play music during all of of your commercials. I think you referenced this yesterday. Yeah. Not sure what the point is. I must say I enjoy your occasional mention of Super Dave. I produced and directed Bizarre for the last four seasons of the series and then produced and directed all five seasons of Super Dave. Many, many laughs. Please consider please consider killing that commercial music or keeping it at a much lower level. Thanks, Jack B. Thank you, Jack. So we, uh, I sent that note to our producer, Toronto Mike, to try and get Jack on the show because I thought that would be great. I used to love that mm-hmm. show. I loved Bizarre. I loved Super Dave. 
John Viner was uh, one of those guys that I always thought was really funny. The show was funny. Would never fly now, though, with all the misogyny that was in that show. Do you? Oh remember? no, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Funny as shit, but it wouldn't happen now. But I thought it would be cool if we had that guy on our show talking about the mm-hmm. old days of television and how that stuff got produced in Canada and it was sort of mm-hmm. syndicated. And you know, John Biner was a you know pretty successful comic, and that Super Dave became, was a skit on the John or a sketch on the John Biner show. So, uh, Jack, as far as the, uh, why do we do that? I think part of it is just to sort of, for me, it's to break up us talking about whatever subject we're on and then separating the commercials from the uh, show. I think, don't they do it on, uh, like on Smartlist when they break away to a commercial? They've got music underneath, don't they? I can't remember, but. Oh, I can't remember either. I don't know. But don't you think that's why we do it? I was, yeah. Speaking of smartless, you know, I love Paul Giamatti. Yes. Giamatti. So much. He was on a recent show. I couldn't listen to it. I just couldn't listen to it. It was just, I so wanted to hear what he had to say about stuff. And he, you know, they would ask a question, he'd start to answer it, and then somebody would, like, jump in and take it in a different direction. And it was like, they've really got to clean that up. I agree. It's they, they just do because I find that guy fat. I got nothing from it. I was so frustrated. I shut it off. Yeah, sometimes they do mm-hmm. go overboard. The, the one the la- I haven't listened to it much this summer. The last one I listened to where they did let the guy talk was Jason Bateman's father-in-law, Paul Anka. Oh yeah, that was that was good. Yes, they, because there was such respect. I mm-hmm. guess because uh, you know he's his wife's dad. That they laid back and let him talk mm-hmm. and tell stories. It was great. Yeah. And again, that's just me. Um, somebody else, you know, again, subjective, may have loved that episode, but I found it frustrating. And more and more, I find them frustrating from that perspective. Somebody's got to sit down with them and, you know, talk about follow-up questions and whatever. But so many things beg to be asked, and then it's just on to, I don't know, cutting each other up or something. I don't know. Which a lot of people, I mean, I find that funny mm-hmm. too, but you're right. Mm-hmm. When We both have expressed this frustration with the show sometimes where you want to hear what that person's going to say. Mm-hmm. And then Will Forte, Will Forte? Is it Forte? <laughs> no. That guy? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the fourth guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Sorry. Yeah. Close Will to Forte. Forte. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Grandpa's tired today. Grampy didn't have a good. Grampy didn't have a good sleep. Uh, all right, this is from uh, Randy Wood. Speaking of Dandoran, Randy Wood, ha, listener. Uh, subject line: Age. She says, "Hi guys. This morning, you two were talking about age and the fact that Jimmy Buffett died at seventy-six, and the question was, is that old or young?" I was mostly just poking Fred there a little bit. Just wanted to see where you'd go with that because you said, you know, seventy-six is young, and I'm like, is it? Is it really? (laughs) Is it? Uh, Randy says, I am 71 now and recently lost one cousin and two friends who were the same age, which is somewhat worrisome. There was a time that 50 was old to me. I agree. And now I believe 76 is too young to go. I stay active, keep my weight down, and inspired by humble, I have quit drinking and consuming cannabis. I'm coming up to my uh, one-year anniversary-ish of not smoking weed. I'll just say this. 
I may go back. Perhaps not forever, but my plan is to make it to Christmas. I'm with you, Randy. The point is, age is relative, and as you get older, each preceding decade seems younger. Signed, Randy Wood, heart rate 72, bowel movements, still four a day, and yes, Fred, I am full of shit. No, I know. <laughs> four a day. Four a day is a lot. Have you seen a doctor? Yeah. Like, how do you consume enough food in a day to crap four times? Or are they just like Hershey squirts? Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Are people going to start describing the quality of their bowel movements? Because if you're going mm-hmm. four times a day, you may have some diarrhea. I'd say. I don't like to think about it. Let's move on. Randy Wood, we do appreciate your support, though. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Okay, the subject matter here is I thought you guys would love this from Manfred, uh, Manfred Bear. Um, it has an attachment, an audio or uh, attachment. Were you prepared to play that, Howard? Is this what we're doing here or what? Um, or just reference, referencing it? Are you gonna, does he say hi, guys, or, or not? Yes, he does. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, I have, uh, haven't... Uh, written to you guys in a while, but have been a hundred percenter since day one. Thank you. Unlike some, I love the Trump talk. And this video says everything you need to know about delinquent neighbors are delinquent neighbors to the South. Have a great break. And I hope you play the video on the show because I think people need to hear it. Uh, watch it all the way through. It pays off in the end. All the best and keep up the great work with the show. Uh, Manfred. And then he has an attachment. I don't know how long it yeah, is. Yeah, I have it. So what it is, I, I can't remember if you've ever watched this series called The Newsroom with Jeff Daniels. Yes. Oh, right. That one. Yes. So it's the famous clip where a college kid, it's the very first episode of the show. It's an Aaron Sorkin show. It's a fantastic show if you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this kid gets up in the audience and she asks Jeff Daniels, who's this anchor man. You know, what makes America the greatest country in the world? And it's a very famous clip. It's about four minutes long. Um, I don't know. I can play a little bit of it. Well, again, then he goes on to describe why the United States right. is not. So, you know what I would say? Just if you're interested, you can Google it because it's easily there. Right. Um, yeah. I forgot. I actually watched it last week. And. Delise and I watched it when I was going through the stuff, so I forgot it was that clip attached to this email. Um, but it's fantastic. Yeah, and, and you're, you're right. Just Google Jeff Daniels' newsroom, what makes America the greatest country. I'll just play a little bit of how it starts. And this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Oh, I should also say there's there's two other people on this panel, and then he gets to his answer. Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. You don't look satisfied. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is it not the greatest country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. 
Let's talk about fine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs both. Anyway, it costs he goes on to. I've got, there, there's a spot where he goes awesome. on. That we're the only ones in the world who have freedom. Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So, 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Yeah, this is no- my this is my favorite line. We we lead the we lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined. 20 20- Yeah, don't you love that? Most incarcerated uh, adults per, per capita, highest population that believes in angels, and the mm-hmm. biggest defense budget in the world. Anyway, go check out the clip. And, yeah, and the series really is, is great, too. Remark- oh, it is, yeah. Remarkable. It really is. And he's so good. Talk about a diverse actor. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You know what I mean? The yeah, roles he's played. Like he was oh, in Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we like that? Is there anything else we want to say about that? No, no, that's, that's it. Other than Hi check guys. it out. Hi check it out. Guys. All right. Guys. We just got a couple more to go. Everyone just hang on. Hey, John Duggan, August contest entry. Hi, guys. I'm sorry. I was going to read one. Remember? Oh, that's fine. Oh, I, I just read that one. <laughs> right. fine. I'm sorry. No, we started fine. talking about it so long. I thought it was yours. No, that's okay. fine. I'll just right. do it. No, you go ahead. I can do it, too. Okay. You go, go to Jim Duggan. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Dan Stick, Dan Stick, Dan Stick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm uh, out of the member contest, but hopefully still ed- eligible for Palma Pasta. I just turned 60 on Monday and was cleaning up some old memories in the garage and found a Humble and Fred Mojo stock certificate. Should I contact the Sherpa to see if I can retire early? Love you guys and will keep listening even though my heart rate is way up and my bowel movements are way down. P.S. Where the hell is Noel Kasler? Haven't heard him in ages. And that's John Duggan from Wonderful Whitby. Yeah, it's kind of a drag. Uh, We don't know why. Full disclosure. Uh, We've contacted Noel repeatedly. Uh, Maybe Toronto Mike can shed some light on it when he comes on. But yeah, he doesn't seem to... I don't know if it's us or just doesn't want to do these shows anymore. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe he's spread too thin and uh, maybe he's got some paid appearances because this one was not. Nope. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, thanks very much. That's from uh, Rod Duggan. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Rod. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, the subject line, March 1st, 1990. This is from Jim Martin. He says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Bunch of Z's. Just want to drop a quick note to say how much I enjoyed the air check that Toronto Mike put together. It brought back memories of real radio from back in the day. We talked about that a couple days ago. I first started listening to you guys when I started dating my Canadian wife from Scarborough in 2002. I can totally relate to you guys because I was on air personally with no personality. I was, I'm sorry, I was on air. Okay. 
I think he was trying to say I was an on-air personality. But I could always hit a post. Private pilot. Oh, this is how he relates to us. Private pilot and have been a flight attendant for the last 31 years. Hmm. Wow. I download the show and enjoy listening at work. Please. uh, Oh, sorry. Please don't mention if you're reading on the podcast. All right. Well, too late. We really want to move to okay. Well, anyway, he says some other stuff. Bowel movements unpredictable. Blood pressure too high, I'm sure. Stay strong. Love the show. Dan Duran has a serious set of pipes. Can't say balls. Keep up the awesome entertainment. Jim Martin in, uh, in Virginia and Pennsylvania. Go Eagles. Because he has property, he's got properties in uh, both uh, Virginia and Pennsylvania. He's an American. And I believe he says there, if he sold them both, he still couldn't afford to buy a place in Toronto, which he would like to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, flight attendants, again, not to get off track here, but I saw a report a couple of weeks ago about since COVID how hard that job is yeah. now people freaking out like just everybody's nerve endings and it just sort of opened this door for abuse of flight attendants and uh it's a tough job tough job i agree it's always been a difficult mm-hmm. job but it's made more difficult because people are like they're on edge and they're also more apt now to you know go karen go all karen on everybody well, especially in the States where they're carrying this attitude, you can't tell me what to do. And all these no-mind Americans throwing around the word constitution when they have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And I've seen the clip. Oh, you can't tell me to put that mask on in yep. the constitution. It's like, okay. All right. Well, back to the no clip. Mind. Back to the newsroom clip. Mm-hmm. You know, the two people on the panel talking about freedom. Like, Americans yeah. believe... Yeah. These stupid fuckers believe they're the only country in the world that has freedom. Well, sometimes if I'm on the Fox News site, which I like to do less and less, when you read the comments, right, and Canada comes into a Trudeau or whatever, the attitude of these no minds is that we're like we're in constant lockdown up here. Like we <laughs> no, seriously, like oh, we no. have we're a socialist oppressed people. Yeah. <laughs> and in probably in more ways than not, we're freer than they are. So, yeah, they don't really they don't understand a lot of big words like constitution, socialism, you know, health. They don't get a lot of that stuff. And that's why it's curious to watch them, because they are literally the definition of cutting off your nose to spite your face. They do. They they as I said to you before, when we were talking before the show started recording that the people that could most benefit from the policies of the Democrats are the ones who are most right. who who literally support the side that does that does the least for them. Mm-hmm. Like like we were talking about Trump, there's no policies. It's all just revenge and bitterness and when I'm president, I'm going to, you know, we're going to like the, the funny thing is all his grievances <clears throat> he presents as though they're their grievances, but they're not. They're not being indicted for, you know, election mm-hmm. interference. He mm-hmm. is. Mhm. It's actually one of the most brilliant things, too, about him is that he makes it seem like his grievances are theirs. And that whole thing, and I got to say, you know, whoever his people are and or him, this 
this whole thing that struck a chord, you know, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. Yeah. I'm just standing in the way. You oh, know yeah. how, how that rings so true. Yeah. For the stereotypical Trumper, you know, with the beard, the big fat got the hat, needs a needs a shower. Just re, it just rings so true for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is brilliant. Yeah. When when <laughs> you make it seem like the and this word, this weaponizing weaponization of the government and the fact that the that other smart people like DeSantis and McCarthy, the fact that they say it, too, when they know mm-hmm. for a fact it's not true. They know how mm-hmm. government, the, the Department of Justice is separate from government. They know that. But still, mm-hmm. they use that phrase because they want sure. those they want those people. Anyway, uh, this is I got one more last uh, email and it's from our, our good friend Rod Fitchett. Hi guys. Who very Hi often guys. will weigh in Hi on guys. a n- number of subjects and we certainly appreciate it. Um, subject matter. Hi guys. Hi guys. He says, hi guys. Hi guys. I just wanted to write in to say hi guys. Hi guys. So I could hear Freddie P say hi guys. Hi guys. One more time and see if he can keep his timing with Howie and the hi guys. Hi guys. Anyway, one more hi guys for Dan. Hi guys. Loving you. So I should have given you that one, but I thought it would be easier if I could see it and cl- hit the clip at the same time. Uh, BP, a little high, watching the Jays, who you've said don't give a shit. Well, they lost ten nothing last night. Well, that would be the that would be the definition of not giving a shit. Then no, it is funny you say that because towards the end it looked like they they literally had given up. So this big four game series against Texas, they've lost the first three and been outscored like twenty six to ten or something, or nice. not even that twenty six to uh, seven or something. See, that's what happens. You hang around this city long enough, some of that uh, maple leaf stinks going to get on you. Howard, we made that point on the golf course yesterday. It reminds me so much about the Leafs. It reminds me so much of the Leafs. You know the you know all the pizzazz during the regular season. When it matters, there's just no fight in them, and that's what the Jays are. There's there's no fight at that's all too bad. in that team. Yeah, it well, is again, too bad. It's the uh, it's the stink. You get the little maple leaf stink on you, and that's what we said. It, what's happening to the Blue Jays is just so Toronto, just yeah. so Toronto. Well, yeah. thank you, uh, Rod Rod Fitchett, and uh, thank you to everyone, especially thanking you to uh, our friends at. Uh, at Palma Pasta. Let me tell you, today at Palma Pasta, and as I mentioned yesterday on the show, like what a company they have. They're celebrating uh, today and tomorrow and Saturday at Palma's Kitchen and Palma Pasta locations. There's all kinds of things. This morning, if you're listening to this live, you want to go down to Palma's uh, Kitchen from 11 to 3, there's going to be a barbecue with some free food for you, sampling stations, a cake. The Petrucci family is really, they're really sweet. And they are thanking their audience, their customers, for supporting them. Uh, There's more promotions uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, go to palmapasta.com. We certainly appreciate Anthony and the family supporting us. If you haven't eaten there, you got to check it out. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces, prepared take-home entrees, and so forth. Palmapasta.com. Palmapasta Italian tradition is simply delicious. How's this first song? 
Yeah, I knew you'd like it. Jesus. Oh, man. I'll tell you, him and Bernie, they sure, they sure put it together for a few years, didn't they? They did, and uh, yeah, I, I heard this on something else uh, last weekend when we were away. I went, oh, I, I bet you Freddie likes this song, so I thought I'd throw it in. My favorite is still Harmony off uh, Yellow Brick Road. So much. Do I know that song? Or have we had this discussion before? Uh, probably. We just forget things. Harmony. Elton John. Why is there saying no results? I go my way alone. That's weird. Is it not on Spotify? Oh, here we go. Uh, I don't know. Here it is. Oh, yeah, of course I know this song. Yeah, every time we do this, I know this song. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I did, you know what? It's because I didn't know it. I don't know the name of the song. I know I love Of course I love this song. All right, Dan Duran, if you're uh, still available, we should probably get to the news. Are you all up to date? Do you have anything else to do? The retirement Sherpa. Why don't you do that? I will do that. Tim Niblett, a uh, portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. He was by yesterday, talked about the visual capitalist chart. Um, What we're dealing with here is, you know, positioning yourself uh, to retire. Can you afford to retire? You have to figure that out. Uh, Do you need to Sherpa size, which means, you know, downsize uh, your home or whatever to realize capital to retire? Uh, Moving, maybe move to a community that's uh, cheaper to live in or a different province, whatever. All those things. Maybe you want to go south for your health. All those things, you know, you put them in a big pot and the Sherpa helps you boil it and uh, (laughs) figure out what you need to do. He's our... uh, He's our buddy, the Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, uh, retirementsherpa.ca. Let's get Dan Duran here and uh, our producer, Toronto Mikhail. Toronto Mikhail. Mikhaili. Toronto Michael. Toronto. He is Toronto Mike. He he is Toronto Mike. He's going to be with us soon. And we're going to talk to him about Toronto Mike things. Uh, He just likes to hang around during the news. Dan, is it? it, uh, Dan, are you intimidated having Toronto Mike watch you do the, the news? Yes, he's always there thinking thoughts. Oh, yeah. That, that Toronto Mike. Judge, Why are we talking like this, by the way? I don't Why know. Why are we doing this? Because it's Toronto Mike, you have to watch out for him because he can be very judgy. You know, who am I doing? Yeah. I'm doing uh, the Triumph the Insult Dog, Toronto Mike. He's Which very is sort judgy. of Mexican or Spanish, right? It's a little bit of that, a little bit of Jewish. Which is allowed. Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, Toronto Mike is going to judge you. And then, of mm-hmm. course, he'll have you on his... What he'll mm-hmm. do is he's putting together a synopsis for a three-and-a-half-hour interview with you. <laughs> that still hasn't happened, huh? That's hysterical. <laughs> Dan, hey, you what, know what? Why? No, I, I think okay, here's, here's the subject change. Why yeah. will you not do an interview with Mike? Bates? Exactly. Before you change subjects, which you artfully do. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just hasn't, uh, you know, I just haven't gotten around to just it yet. Just be honest. Be yeah. honest with us. I don't, you know, for feel, a uh, feel diff- it feels odd uh, spending the amount of time that Mike spends talking about stuff with a person. How, uh, you know, talking about my life. I don't know. I just feel, you know, and all that kind of feel awkward to me. That's all. 60 to 90 minutes is the average episode. Yeah. yeah. See, that's yeah. a long time. It's, it says it only feels like three and a half hours. <laughs> Dan, I understand, but the thing is, I think the um, but, and, and I'm going to be f- fair because I know that you wouldn't think. I know you'd feel awkward about it, but I can tell you, you have a great story because I know most of it, and uh, you know even some of the parts that you wouldn't tell people. But you've got a great story, how you started in Alberta and ended up, you know, in San Francisco and Toronto and Canada, the host of a national television show, sixty plus. You know, big movies. You've been in some of the biggest movies of all time. There's lots of stuff people would find fascinating about mm-hmm. you. I just and you think can build a nice shed. Mm. Yeah, and, and the fact that you're, you know, the handiest yeah. guy any of us know. Yeah. Like, there's lots of stuff. Mike, do you want me to do it? I'll tell you what. I'll interview Dan because <laughs> he's comfortable with me, and I'll just send you the audio. Is that okay? Can we do that, Mike? Sure, and I'll send him the beer. Okay. Awesome. I was going to mention something. Uh, today I'm recording a commercial with uh, girlfriend Lisa. And uh, she's the marketing director of the Peterborough Theater Guild. And we kind of been starting to do some some promotional Ooh. stuff for the guild. <laughs> um, yes. So she she's in charge of marketing and has booked com- some commercials for the upcoming show called God of Carnage, which is the yep. first show of the, uh, the theater season. And where are these so. commercials going to run? Uh, they will run on a bunch of radio stations, but one the the where we're recording this 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 uh, commercial in the station that I used to work at. In <gasps> they, the people they fired you. Well, they reorganized the company to not have any announcers. So. <laughs> is this, which, okay, is what's this? The Wolf and the Cruise. No, no, this is uh, oldies night. Oh, the oldies seven, one. Oh, used to be guy. Magic yeah. ninety six. Is this your first time right. back in the building? Yeah. Wow. So it's going to feel a little awkward walking through the doors there to me. You know what you should do, like, though, Dan? After you record the commercial and everyone's like, ha ha, great, great. As you're walking out, just start kicking shit over. <laughs> just, <laughs> boom. See, oh, I, I remember I can, that garbage can. I bought it. Wham. <laughs> see, I could never walk back into the wolf because there's a guy there. As soon as I walked in, would have another nervous breakdown. That's <laughs> right. You'd have, to, you'd have to take another day off. No one yeah, dad, You'd dad, have to take another six weeks off. <laughs> You should just start kicking shit over and yelling. How do you like that fucking guy in the boat? (laughs) I mean, to clarify, clarify, the station was sold. And the day the the day after they took control of the company, they let all the announcers go on the radio station and ran with an imaging voice for an entire year. Uh, That's really good for local radio. That's what you do with local radio. That's how you serve the community. And and the fact all your announcers. And and I uh, the reference was that Dan's consultant was a guy that lived in the States on a boat. And he just used to just yell at Dan. Say, yeah. fuck you, guy in the boat. Um, okay. Um, man in the boat. Man in the boat. <laughs> Toronto Mike, uh, stand by while uh, Dan Duran does what he does. Hang on, let me get that. Dan Duran. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Oh. 
Gander and the Anchorman comes to ask for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dander and the Anchorman's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from the hobo trailer, perched on the edge of a beautiful lake across from a canoe and a tree, which I've now seen. Uh, here he is, movie anchor, and soon to be the subject of an, a Toronto Mike expose, <laughs> Daniel J. Gebert Duran. With the cybersecurity event over at the Weather Network happening, uh, we uh, we have hackers in mind. And, you know, hackers will hack anything, including your sex toys. What? What? The Internet, the Internet of Things. You know, it's a, it's really an, a, a weak point in uh, our connected world. You know, because people aren't thinking, you know, how secure a fridge has to be or a vibrator has to be. Mm. Uh, for example, a security researcher told TechCrunch he exploited two vulnerabilities in a app-controlled chastity device, accessing a database of 10,000 users in June. But the device's maker still hasn't done anything about it. And there's other uh, examples of this. Uh, uh, Standard Innovation Corp. Uh, settled a $3.5 million lawsuit in 2017 after two women co- claimed its WeVibe toy and app collected intimate data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2017, a security researcher demonstrated how a toy with a camera could be hacked, allowing others to see the feed. Where do you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's that feed? Well, there are a lot of sex toys that are internet connected, and you can check uh, a bunch of them out at the Internet of Dongs. It's an actual website. Check it out. Oh, internet really? of Dongs. Oh, yeah. really? See, I see. It's <laughs> too much, Dan. Careful Stop. now. Careful now. <laughs> anyway, God damn, Dan Duran. Uh, hey, Dan. I have a question. Music. Where do you keep your dildos? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He's sitting on it. Nah, that's what hey. I was going to say. <laughs> Ass and balls. <laughs> there, here's another one. In 2020, uh, 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 a chastity device called Cellmate was hacked. Um, and uh, the user was... Uh, was th- the user was told by the hackers that, that they would demand $750 in Bitcoin to unlock it. Because they assumed that he was wearing it. He, apparently, oh. he wasn't wearing it, so it, it didn't turn into a, a big deal. Right. There are right. over 17 billion connected devices worldwide, including fridges, watches, toilets, lights, and penis-shaped devices. Fred, do you remember when we had that person come into the studio? Uh, I believe we were sort of back up on... I, get this, the, I see us in the 16th floor there on Dundas and Young. Yes. Yes, I and, think you and a are woman, correct. A woman came in, and I'm not sure if it was a Wii Vibe or a device like a Wii Vibe. And for people who don't know, it's basically a, you, you, it's a, a device that goes on a woman's uh, vagina area. and It, has it was contr- built into the panties. It was built in. Yeah, they were called vibrating panties. Yeah. So, But a Wii Vibe is similar to that, and, it's a remote, and, and there's a remote control. <laughs> and we were get, I remember we were both given control <laughs> of the, the thing that was attached to this woman's panties while she was in our studio. That's what we used to do for a living. And when we used to rev it up, she oh, would yeah. react, yeah. Yes. I don't know. She may have embellished a bit. But who cares? Didn't matter to us. Because she was Perform. trying to sell the thing. Uh, yes, she, <laughs> she was. She was performing. Yeah. 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 Um, not, not that they're sex toys. I saw uh, 
an article in the paper about this woman yesterday. Uh, there was a mix-up with Amazon or something or some delivery company. She opens her door and there's there's seven hundred condoms on her on her condoms on her uh, front porch that uh, she received, and uh, obviously a mix-up unless she's a major fuckster, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, unless she's a major fuckster. Major fuckster, yeah. Once again, Literally Phil. Seven hundred. <laughs> Once, once again, Phil Evans is an operation manager at a radio station, and we're just making nothing but fucking dildo and fuckster jokes and revving up wee vibes. Oh, oh well. Well, this is what we do. Uh, people do stuff. This is what we do. Daniel, right? Daniel, mm-hmm. yep. Do you have a second story, or we should get to the riveting uh, discussion with Toronto Mike? Let's get to the riveting uh, Toronto Mike discussion. All right. And, then, oh my. and uh, you know, what we should do is maybe we carve out uh, three or four minutes every Thursday now where Toronto Mike interviews you on our show. And then and then we just take those clips and uh, stitch it together in a three or four hour odyssey. <laughs> yes. What an idea. You can put uh, commercials between the, uh, the interviews. And, and we could be here as sort of like your therapy dogs, if you will, just to make sure you're okay. You know, we've made the point several times over the years. I don't like listening to myself. I believe you've said the same thing. You don't like listening to yourself. I get that, but not to the point where I don't even want to... Like, Toronto Mike has interviewed me a couple of times. I've never listened to one of them, because I can't. I can't listen to myself being interviewed, but at least I do the interview. You know, it's like yeah. this at sort least, of yeah. at least that. block that Dan has is bewildering. Well, again, especially because he's got a much more interesting story oh, yeah. than either of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I know a lot of the de- I know a lot of the details. Like, how about this? Maybe we could be Dan's surrogate, and you could say that. You could just do this, Toronto Mike. You could do the you could do the Dan Duran interview, but it would just be people that know Dan telling Dan's stories. Uh, me, Fred, Lumby, our buddy Danny Kingsbury. There's a few other people, and and we literally could fill up your four hour podcast or whatever it is right. with Dan Duran stories. Although, let me ask this, Dan: Is part of the reason that you don't want to be interviewed by Mike is because he might go to the contest subject, and you don't want to deal with that? Mike, could you pledge that you wouldn't go there? Because you're you're sort of highbrow, you wouldn't probably even go there, would you? I'm not even sure what you're talking about. About Dan's, uh, you know. Oh no, no there's his no main attribute <laughs> that would never be on the agenda. Yeah, of course not. That's okay. not Toronto Mike okay. style. All right, we're classy well, operators. That's right. He's way more highbrow than we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what do you think of that, Mike? Like, I gave you two options there. Either you interview Dan for a couple minutes each Thursday, or you bring Fred and I and Lumby together on a Zoom call, and we just tell you Dan Duran stories. <laughs> well, literally, I had Deanie Petty and I had Carla Collins on Toronto Mike, and we did have Dan Duran segments. Did you know? Yeah, Dean explained uh, like wh- how why she chose you. I guess there was some options and uh, why she chose Dan Duran, and it was uh, yeah part of her episode. Well, I understand Dan Duran segments are uh, see again a person could 
See, Dan's history in broadcasting, too, there's the broadcaster side and there's the technical side. On the broadcasting side, everybody absolutely loves him. On the technical side, there's a few people that were super aggravated by him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so only because he would raise legitimate questions about technical uh, situations. Not always right. legitimate, you know. I mean, Not always. Was, <laughs> not yes, always. Right. Yeah. Wait uh-huh. a minute. You know, <laughs> I remember having a conversation with Dan when he got hired at the TV station. And Dan was telling me about the facility, and yeah. uh, he was said, "You know, there's a few things in the in the building." And I was like, "Dan, just ignore them." But he couldn't. But he could yeah. not. <laughs> I remember he used to challenge Geats the odd time, and that was interesting to watch. Oh yeah. Oh, in his youth, he was challenging all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you want to do? Uh, I, Mike's got a whole. I'll tell you what. Maybe next Thursday we begin the Dan Duran interview. And it's just two minutes or three minutes. Dan, all he has, he said, where did you start? Where did you start in broadcasting? You would say I started in well, Edmonton or wherever the hell you I mean, started. The thing that gets me here is Dan would love it. Like, it's just a casual conversation. There's no gotcha questions. We just chat. It's people love it. They'll get to see a different side of you. You know, a little music. You get, you know, you get to take some beer and pasta home with you. You'll have a great time. But no pressure. Like when you're ready. Yeah. I don't there's want just, you on until you're ready. There's just some people that don't like to do it, like our other buddy, uh, Dudu. Like, he's not big on being interviewed either. Like, Who's Dudu? No, he's just a friend of ours. He's a friend of ours. Doodles. Doodly. Um, Doodly. You know what I mean? He has a long, rich history in wow. radio promotions and everything, and he could tell a story or two, but... Yeah, he'd be fascinating. Not big on it. Well, I can... Listen, we don't... The last thing we need to do, especially at Dan's advanced age, is make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to do that. But I would say that maybe you could make a, uh, a trip to the city. You know, you and I could hang out. I'll, I'll take you over to Mike's place. It'll be, I'll be there as like a support system. I'd be saying, buy you a jerk chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'd be yelling things to Mike. Ask him about when the, all his clothes are on the fucking thrown out of the apartment. It would be epic. It would be epic. So whenever you guys are ready, the doors open. All we'll right. do it. Uh, Toronto Mike is the uh, producer of the Humble and Fred program, as well as the eponymously named Toronto Mike podcast. I heard you talking about Bizarre. So I did reach out to that listener who uh, doesn't like the music under the... I like the music under the ads. I just want to put my vote in there that uh, I like it. It kind of breaks it up and, you you know, it's a different taste. I like it. Makes my life easier. But if you want to talk Bizarre, I just reached out to my buddy. I'm buddies with John Biner. What? How is that possible? Well, he's been on. He did a ninety-minute episode of Toronto Mike, and I asked him all the questions. And I just right now, well, ten minutes ago, I wrote him an email and said I produce Humble and Fred. They're big fans. How about an eight fifteen Zoom? And I'll let you know. But John's happy to chat. Uh, Let's go straight to the guy. Well, have you already asked the producer, dude? Well, I see. I actually, until today, I thought you wanted him on because he was like criticizing the show. I thought no, you no, no, to no. Talk about, you know, no, so I so I, I wrote him an email, Jack. He's probably listening right now, but Jack never replied. That was like six days ago or something. Well, no offense to Jack, but if we can get John Biner, that'd be cool. And if we can't, which I, I can't see why we wouldn't, but I would also like to talk to Jack about producing those shows back in the day and how what kind of a. You know, back when Bizarre was uh, one of the first, you know, was shot in Toronto, but syndicated to the States and all that stuff. Yeah, aging court. Yeah. 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 How, great. How old would Biner be now? 85. Jesus. Wow. As sharp as a tack. Like he's 
Much like He's Dan. Dan's in his early 80s now. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very sharp for the most part. I think the last time I saw John Biner, he was a young 76, I believe. Yeah, well, I guess 76 <laughs> seems young to you, but not to anyone else. It's fucking old. Seems young to me, but I'm just going to say I'm on Fred's side. 76 seems too early to go. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to pick sides? There's no sides. I'm just doing a bit for fuck's sake. I call it like I see it, Alan. It's not a I fucking... It. It's not actually it's not what I think. It's a bit. These are comedy bits. People get all fucked up. I don't care. It's not, a, it's, anyway, I, it's not what I actually think. Weren't we going to talk about the 1990s show? That was oh, part so of yes, those were fun. Origin and then tell you what you missed since you refused to listen. But so I got all the tapes from Fred and most of the tapes have no Howard on them. So there's they all have uh, variations of like Scott Turner, May Potts and Fred Patterson when you were at uh, CKFM. Yes, uh, the mix. The mix. But I did find one March 1st, 1990. And it's like a scoped a whole episode like somebody just recording to cassette. And what's amazing about this episode, which we had as a trilogy last week, so you can listen to all three parts, is it's kind of an interesting story because Howard starts out in the uh, studio and then Howard has to catch a flight to California. I guess there's a family trip to California or something. He's got a cell phone and he continues the show as Jamie drives him to the airport and he's kind of reporting on the traffic. And then we, we hear, does, does Howard make his flight? Because he gets stuck in traffic. So it's like there's a whole like arc of will Howard make his flight? And it all happens on the show. Why was I going to California in March of 1990? The only thing I can think of is uh, it might have been I had, I had a couple of roommates in uh, Los Angeles. And maybe I was going down for their wedding. Did I say that on the? Why does that San Francisco? I'm trying to remember now. I did listen. Or you were going down to audition for a sitcom or something? (laughs) Yeah, as I often did. Everybody loves Howard. They almost made it. Uh, The Jamie reference. Tell me what that. Who would that be? Jamie. You you didn't call him any last name. He was referred to as Jamie. You had a like a nickname for him, something Jamie. I'm trying to remember the nickname, but he was uh, the person driving Howard to the airport. Just one of the interns or something. One of the kids at the station, I guess. But yeah, I don't know what phone you were. I was trying to think in 1990. Uh, I guess it's a flip phone or what, whatever. I'm trying to think of what it would, phone it would have actually been a car phone, like an actual, you know, car, like those phones that were attached and they had the little aerial on the back, the Motorola aerial. Hmm. Um, what about the fact that we all sound this is sped part up? Two That's not three. you. You're, and if you missed, go, go, go I, ahead I and tell us. They just made him a song. I know MD orchestral maneuvers. Well, no, that was orchestral maneuvers in the dark. It certainly was, but yep. it wasn't locomotion. What? No, it was it was Tesla girls. It was Tesla girls. Oh boy! Well, my lord, you caught us! Wow. Well, you know we have you know that we have that those that that contest. If you catch us playing the wrong song, right? Anytime in our show, uh-huh. we give you a prize. Oh, you do. That's a new contest we're starting now. Great. If if we if, if if it's not the song we say it is, this will be called the uh, the six tonight. Road crews should have cleared their construction equipment by. Oh, George, that was Kim. George uh, Ballot won. We got. The- well, here's Freddie doing some sports. Points. They knocked us off our game. Give them credit. Okay, it was a chippy game. Some highlights, like the performance of Vincent Damfus. He had a goal and three assists. Now, once again, this is not how we sounded. It's because the, the tape is sped up. Who Was that uh, sweet little uh, Kim Carruthers? Yeah, Kim Carruthers. Carruthers. you were about to yeah. say? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. very sweet. 
Gary mm-hmm. Lehman scored his 43rd goal. And here's another here's another young woman that was on our show. And then he had to leave the game in the third period with a shoulder spasm, <laughs> but he'll be okay. With the victory, the Leafs extend their home unbeaten streak to six games, and they pull back within three points of second place St. Louis in the Norris. Leafs are in Detroit tomorrow night on Saturday. This was 1990, Fred, when you were still not completely jaded by another. Think about this. In 1990, March 1st, there was 33 more years of futility ahead of you. Yeah, so in 1990, it only would have been like... uh, 23. 23 years. Which a lot of teams, you know, are in that situation. But yeah, who'd have thunk in 1990, we'd still be sitting here. There was still hope in your voice. They host the Wings a chance, you know, to grab at least four points, we would hope. Detroit beat the Islanders 4-3 last night. Wings have pulled within one point of Minnesota for the final playoff spot in the North. Rangers. Is there any Dan Duran on this? Because he was still... Absolutely. Absolutely. Dan's on that. Uh, the town of Albertville, France, is having problems. Early on, Dan says, uh, no, Howard, you introduce a Duran Duran song, and then you talk about how Dan was the, an original mm-hmm. member, and Dan riffs on that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really early. Dan still doesn't want to talk to us at that point. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Captain yes, in, yes. in Norval, mm-hmm. a candidate for mayor wants to take a bite at a crime by turning criminals into shark bait. Ned Greaser would build a ship with a false this bottom. Is Pardon me? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Ned Greaser would build a ship with a false yeah, Apparently bottom. we were like chipmunks. Is that in me a, or you? I right don't now. know. I, that's you that's there. Fred. That's Fred. Oh, it? Loaded but it's like we're chipmunks in a Disney film here now. A new trivia <laughs> challenge. We'll, uh, we'll be doing most of the show, just, except I'll be on the road doing it mm-hmm. to try and uh, squeeze into this flight. We're going to miss you. Oh, I'm going to miss you too, Cam. We send us a postcard? No, no, I won't. Oh, I, just, I, don't, I don't believe in the mail. I don't believe in it. He'll be back for a week and a half before we go. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Mary Ellen Benninger has the news after the Beatles. That's the Beatles. Beatles? Yeah, so you may want to you may want to pitch that down a little bit, uh, Mike. With yeah, the, Mike, you, know. you might want to pitch it down, you know, if, you, if you can. That's definitely yeah. not going to happen, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I find it fast. Get it, Katie, producer. This is a period. Well, this is all. That's how it is on the tape. So I literally just ripped it from the tape. So if it's fast on the tape, it's going to be fast. I I have another question, though, Freddie. Why were we playing? You can pitch it down. You know that, right? Okay. Okay. Pitch this. Pitch down. Maybe Phil will do it. I'm going to pitch you down in a second. Fred, why were we playing the Beatles? I I mean... Okay, you do it, Fred. You were there. You were there. No, no, I'm. Yeah, you weren't born yet, Mike. Just settle down for a second. I'm just trying. Nineteen ninety, March nineteen ninety. But you know, CFNY would back in the you know prior to your arrival, they would often play the Beatles. There's no doubt about that because in John Lennon, like Double Fantasy, they played. but 1990, I don't know where we transition. Transition. You were transitioning. Into something. Listen, oh. I. Uh, one of the fascinating things about this journey into March 1st, 1990, is the music you played. Because we're pre-grunge, okay? We're like a year away from when you know it's all going to be Pearl Jam and Nirvana and whatever. So you've got like you play Tom Petty, you play the Rolling Stones, you hmm. play Duran Duran. It's like uh, you would never think of yeah, this. Yeah. Variety so, of so we were still. I was going to say we were still going through the uh, pop phase a little bit then. Yeah, like you played "Don't Back Down" by um, yeah. Tom. Pe- so that's why we think of as a CFY. And, and by the way, so I left. So that's March of 1990. I left in May of 1990, or no, was it 91? No, that's I'm sorry, 1991, and I was back in August of 1992. Right. 
All right. Lucy and the Sky from the roots of modern rock at FM 102 CFMY. Uh, the show is going to continue, uh, you know, as normal. Well, as normal as it ever is. Uh, uh, Mayor, I'm on my way to Pearson, which, yeah. which uh, you know, should be an experience. <laughs> if you, if I, I'm not saying anything about no, that I, airport. I've Mary Ellen Benninger's voice, really yeah. one of the best voices. Oh, yeah. That in broadcasting, I'm just going to say, oh, yeah. just a great. She sounds actually great in this. Oh man, if, if, if I, if I'm just, I, if you even get to the airport in time, I'll be happy. If you see us on the road, please try not to uh, to crowd us because Jamie McBoombox is driving. Get out of their oh, way. It's Jamie McBoombox or yeah. Jamie McBoombox. I think he was a promotion guy. Yeah, I'm trying to visualize him. Like, I know it's one of those things, weird what you get hung up on. But, you know, Mary Ellen Benninger, I think over the years, since we've done the podcast, I think we asked Alan once if she would, she's married to Alan Cross. Um, would she be interested in coming on the show? But she, she's just another one of those pers- people that doesn't care to be interviewed or... Mm. Not that we would necessarily interview her. We'd just talk about the good old days. Well, Mike, I think this was great. We got a lot of response to this. And I think it was very, very good. Unlike, see, Dan's made some, gave you some shot about, you know, producing. But I thought that you took initiative. This was Mm -hmm. all Mike's idea. Mm -hmm. And whether you pitched it down or not, I think it's got a bit of a novelty vibe to it. And, you know, it was very cool. What's it? I like it sounding the way it sounds on the cassette. Like I think that's part of the charm. Like this is like an archive, an architect. We we found yeah. this in a, a a dig, and we here we are. Yeah. I mean, if you if you really want any constructive criticism, can you just turn your mic down about eight percent, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I agree with you, Mike, and I agree with you, Howard, and then. Dan looks like he's going to puke. But get, oh, no, Dan hates the whole that's thing. That's the way. Well, it's he, so yeah. simple to pitch it down. Oh, is I don't it? Think there's why any would you? Why would you? It's no complaints. I like it. uh, I, in fact, it doesn't even. I mean, you do sound higher pitched, but it doesn't even sound faster to my ears. Maybe my ears are ruined, but uh, it doesn't. Like it didn't bother me. I listened to it three times. I loved it each time. But um, mm, yeah, not me. It's part of Dan's charm. <laughs> I think, uh, fixated on the minutia. So. Oh no. <laughs> this is why, you know, when we told Dan to leave, to stop, listen, no matter what state the studio's in, just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. could not. No. Uh, is there anything else, Toronto Mike? Because uh, that's a I'll lot of show. Quick. I know. I'm glad to have the Thursday shows back because uh, I feel there's a bit more room to breathe here. On Wednesdays, I never felt mm-hmm. like there was room. But I, I, uh, I am. I was serious though because you're. I, I have to keep potting you down. So either pull back from the microphone with your face. Because I, every time you speak now, it's like into the red here. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you read an email about that. Okay, so... I know. There you go. <laughs> I brought it down. So, just a couple of quick hits is that one is you said that the uh, today yesterday's weather bothered you immensely on the golf course, but the same weather bothers you, does, does not bother you in April, and I'm, you're basically acknowledging that it's a state of mind, and I'm wondering how golf's spiritual leader can't have an attitude uh, that adjustment that would in, would be okay with yesterday's weather for golfing. Just curious. Uh, well, golf spiritual leader is just a human being who, as uh, I approach my 64th year, I just find the cold affects me more than it used to. I'm just being honest. It just does. Well, and I think, I mean, all summer long, especially this summer, there was a lot of humidity. So he's used to being out there being like hot, hot, hot. hot, hot. So when you go from hot to cold, you feel the cold more. No, and, when, you and go from, when you go from cold to mild in the spring, it's a, just a different vibe and feel. Right? Yeah, I just, I'm being honest, Mike. I, I just never in my life, you know, in my 40s, even in my 50s, was ever 
I never felt the cold the way I do now. That's why I understand. I get it now why people get out of here for most of the winter because it's hard to take. I find it harder to take anyway. You're still Is young. it maybe a side effect of one of your uh, your meds for the heart condition? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, right. Hey, don't, hey, listen. I don't, I don't have the all the answers. I just know that I find as I've gotten older. Dan, do you feel more affected? <laughs> Dan, Dan, I was trying to get Dan back in the, in the show because he's still, Dan is still right fixating. Dan's still fixating on you not pitching down the audio. Dan, do you find <laughs> that the cold affects you more as you get older? Uh, a little bit. Not a whole lot, but a little. I think it's more like I might say it's state of mind. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think like this morning, I thought, uh, I would be out there doing this show out there, except that I didn't bring uh, a hat to the lake. So because that's where I'd lose. But, my, but my if it's all, if it's just a state of mind, why don't yeah. you just zen yourself into keeping your delicate head, <laughs> your giant, your giant Dan head warm. <laughs> Fair play. Getting close there. Not yeah. really. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Closing thought here for Fred. I agree 100%. I find this Blue Jays team completely unlikable to a point where I'm probably maybe even rooting against them. Like, I just despise this team. I, they have no fight. I dislikable t- team. I don't know. Just, I'm out. No. Is, is Delise still watching every night? Oh, yeah. And I still got to watch what I say or I'm being negative, but... Yeah. Well, it's just an unlikable team. They might slip yeah. into the playoffs, but then get, you know, like, just, 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 just miss the playoffs and do us all a favor. Yeah. It's just, you're right. It's like there's just nothing there. It's, fly, it's flaccid, that team. But are the base, if they do make the baseball playoffs, what is one game, isn't it? Or No, now it's a, um, it's best two out of three. Oh, so you're, yeah, I was, I was thinking of the wild card. Isn't the wild card... Well, this would be they don't have it anymore. Oh, okay. It's best two out of three, and you play all three games in the team with the best record, which the Jays would definitely be on the road, I believe. So, uh, yeah, there's you, nothing I'm, I'm sorry. There. Even, if, that- even if they won that series, when you look at all the bet- better teams, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Houston, the, the Jays aren't even in that league. Back up a second. What do you mean they Dream play all world. three games? Huh? What do you mean they play all three games? There's no travel. So oh, last they play, year, oh, they play the, all three games potentially if there are three games in the same town. Right. Okay, but if they win the first two games, they don't play the third. Right. Oh no 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 okay, no no I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. Yeah, it's so well, those three games, it's all in the same city, so there's no travel, right? Just yeah, I mean, just just cannot root for this team. Just not a likable team. There's no fight, like Fred said many many times. Uh, did you hear when ah. I said that they've been here so long? They're starting to think they, they're starting to get the maple leaf stink on them. Oh yeah, no, totally. The only yeah, just, yeah. just don't uh, don't mention the 2019 NBA champion Raptors. Woo! Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, well, listen, there is Toronto Mike. Everybody, he's uh, our producer, and of course, is uh, one of the uh, highlights. He's one of the podcast uh, pioneers. We owe him so much for having uh, directed us to start podcasting our very first one in the winter of 2006 would not have come about if it wasn't for this young tech wizard. No one was criticizing pitching up or down then when we were recording at Dan Duran's home. But there he is now. I was there. I was there. What a great day that was. Uh, thanks to uh, everyone that emailed us. Appreciate you. And, of course, uh, at the end of September, we will award a $100 gift card 
to Palma Pasta. Look behind, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, there's the Palma Pasta box right behind uh, Sweet Michael's head. How are you feeling, by the way, Mike? You all right? I actually feel fantastic. I just pop those uh, blood thinners every day, and it keeps me alive, and I feel great. Excellent. Uh, Dan, any final thoughts before we close out this uh, Humble and Fred weekend show? There's a... there's so much that, you know, needs to be said, but is, is, is left unsaid often. Yeah. Well, it doesn't take much to pitch down a show. Just put it through the thing and pitch down. <laughs> yeah, I have an idea, Dan. Since you're so industrious, industrious, why don't you take one of those shows and then pitch it down and then show us the difference? Yeah. That would All actually right. be interested. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Send me a show and I'll do that. Oh, I was going to say, I can see Dan. Wait a minute. I, I didn't, if there's some actual work involved here, I have oh, much. No, I would do I've that. I'm some, not going to do them all, but I'll show no, you how no, it's done. Why don't you do like five minutes yeah, even of even a segment. That would be interesting yeah. to see. What Just give us a five-minute example of what we would have sounded like for real back in 1990. Right, yeah. Okay. And uh, also, Good. I would Next like week. to hear, we would also like to hear you and girlfriend Lisa's commercial. I would like to hear that. All right. Uh, Darren and Laurie saw... A TV commercial that they were on, right, Dan? And yeah, we were, were very, from, yeah. they were very impressed. You know, the old Dan uh, Duran TV image, which is great, and Lisa very comfortable as well, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring it, bring it. Well, Lori's on next week, right? Yeah, well, Lori. Right. Yeah, that's next. By the way, that's we should. One of the things that Mike used to pop in and pop on about is who um who's right. on next week, and I should just let you know, like. So we're doing three shows next week because Tuesday, Grandpa has another golf tournament. So we have a guest on Monday. It was going to be Tuesday because we don't have guests on Monday, but Howard has a golf tournament, as he said. So Brittle Star returns to the program. Brittle Star. Huge. Mm -hmm. Stuart Reynolds, one of the biggest Canadian social media influencers and a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, he's our... Our guest on Monday, uh, his, yes, Stuart Reynolds is his real name. Tuesday, no show. Don't look for a live show on Tuesday. Wednesday, Lori Love makes her Humble and Fred debut. Very good. Yes. Yeah, and then I'm back on Thursday. So if you miss me, I'll pop in on Thursday and Dan and I will go at it again. So and next Thursday, Dan, would you agree to a three to four minute sit down? Just would we call it like a, uh, a Toronto Mike sampler and a moose bouche? Uh, a little kind of like a what What if, what would the Dan Duran interview sound like? All right. So, sure. <laughs> okay. we'll, is Let's next Thursday it. when we're going to have the pitch down as well? Well, I'll have, I probably will have that on uh, Monday Ooh, or uh, Pitch down on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take much to do. I just <laughs> need to get the original well, content. No, make no mistake. It would have taken me very little time, but I didn't want to do it because I liked it the way it came okay. off the tape. No, but I'm this curious. What, was was Fred, what were you going to say there, Fred? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, pitch down. Pitch down. We're going to have a part Monday. <laughs> He's going to expedite the pitch down. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, that's very exciting on our show when the pitch down comes in on Monday. <laughs> okay, well, thanks again to everyone for your emails. Thanks to Palma Pasta for presenting the emails and Toronto Mike for producing the program where the emails were on and Dan Duran uh, does announcing and also is mentioned in the emails. Okay? 
Okay. Right on. All right. Uh-huh. Right on. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab Toronto. As you know, we read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com, so tell us what you think. Liking and subscribing, that really helps us out, gets us more listeners. So does writing reviews, so please say something nice about us. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, you can get a dongle with a Y so you can dangle your dongle to charge and listen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And enjoy every goddamn day. The habitations in the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone.